0: why hello and thank you for choosing the vegan luna podcast if you came here to listen to influencers business owners people that are really making a change in this world and really creating some amazing ideas and amazing inventions then you came to the right show this show showcases some of the top people in the world that are making an impact whether it's the environment whether it's for health or whether it's for the animals this podcast is also available on YouTube, Apple Podcast, Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcast, Stitcher, and anywhere else you can find podcasts. All right, hello and welcome to the Vegan Luna Podcast. We're sitting here with a super special guest. He's coming from Southern California, uh, just recently moved to the East Coast. And so he's joining us via Zoom. And so we're super excited to talk to him. His name is Hudson Tarlow. And he is an 18-year-old animal rights activist. He's also a video editor for The Anonymous for the Voiceless and a huge TikTok influencer. So I want to get this uh podcast started with a couple quick vegan questions. So the first question that I have for you is why did you decide to start a TikTok? Like
1: I decided to start a TikTok because there is a big guy on social media, one of my biggest inspirations, not just for social media, but in life, Gary V you probably know him, Kevin. And basically he, for years now, has been preaching, get on TikTok, get on TikTok, get on TikTok. The organic reach, you can just blow up. You can go from being an overnight, nobody knows who you are. And then overnight, you're the next celebrity. And I just always ignored it. But after enough times of hearing it, I'm like, all right, let me give this a shot. And then sure enough, it was that same thing happened. You know, you just get videos going viral left and right. So that's why I got on TikTok from Gary V.
0: Yeah. Was there something that he said that really like caught your attention? Like specifically, they're like, okay, this is it. I'm going to do it.
1: All it was, was that he just kept promoting it over and over and over. And I kept seeing on my Instagram feed, Gary talking about getting on TikTok, saying, oh, it's so much better than Instagram if you want to grow. And that's, and then I was just like, one day I'm like, you know, what, let me just try this out. And yeah just decided to try it nothing special I think it was just more so just me being bored one day wanted to try it out
0: and like Gary being very persistent
1: oh yeah 100% I mean Gary V if you don't know him you just gotta look him up to see how he talks anything he says is just uh you know the the next he has a way of talking that really inspires you to do something
0: yeah absolutely and it's so funny he doesn't even like to be considered inspirational he's like no I'm just a business guy. I like business and I just want to share, you know, kind of like my ideas, you know. Um yeah. and he's like, I just like being right. Um, but yeah, yeah so yeah, he was totally right. right about TikTok. And I mean, same thing for me. I kept hearing, and you know it's funny, like, imagine like the persistence of a, of, a, of a animal rights activist, right? You're persistent and persistent, and persistent, and persistent. Eventually you might be wearing down on someone. And eventually like, you know what, man. That Hudson Tarlow guy he's got to me. I'm gonna go vegan because of him because he just finally wore down on me his voice just I just kept on thinking animals, animals or veganism um so yeah, that's uh interesting um so yeah gary Gary kind of convinced me as well. I saw the same kind of messages and I saw the viral stuff going on, and I was like super fascinated, and I was like, I gotta start it and when I first started it, I was in Kuwait, and so it wasn't as big because it's it does. Uh, TikTok does very, is very location-based, right? So when I was sharing like animal rights stuff and veganism stuff, like it just didn't catch on. It wasn't, it wasn't interesting. But when I was sharing it in Southern California, when I got back, which was in December, that's when it started to grow. That's when I was like, whoa, you know, this is really working. And I actually did a anonymous for the voiceless and I went to record and I was talking to the organizer there in San Diego. And it was my first time with this one. And I was, we were walking to the restroom or something. And I was talking to her and I said, hey, you should get on TikTok. Like TikTok's really growing. Um, it's doing really good. I think you you know, you might like it and have a lot of fun. Um, it's great for activism. I was like, I'm going to film right now. I'm, I'm probably going to make a few TikTok videos from this event. I made a TikTok video from that event. It had over 800,000 views. And I was That's like, look, insane. this is from your event, you know, and then she got on TikTok. So it was kind of funny. That's epic. Um, yeah and that one unfortunately got taken down it was on its way yeah the cute ones always get
1: taken down yeah
0: yeah yeah, that one got taken down because it had like a little bit of you know because it's filming the event of the anonymous for the voiceless but in the background there was like chickens you know getting their head cut off and so like someone must have flagged it down
1: Mm -hmm. yeah oh my god i
0: feel the pain yeah it's so
1: crazy that's the one thing i really don't like about tiktok is how the content is always getting taken down even if it's remotely graphic which just totally goes to show because it's funny in the whenever you post these videos that are super graphic in the comments people are like oh bacon though like this isn't this is fine this is humane what are you talking about and then all of a sudden gets taken down it's like you can't win you can't win either way
0: yeah. It's like, you, you want to prove it to them. You're like, no, no. Like, let me just show you. And like, Oh, I can't even show you. Yeah. yeah. That's the frustrating thing. It's like not being able to show it. So you have to, you know what though? It makes you really creative because it makes you think like, Hey, I need to figure out another way to communicate without using slaughterhouse footage to this person in order to convince them to like be more compassionate. So it does, it does push your, your creativity and um further um on TikTok for sure 100%. Yeah, all right. So, question number 2. Why why if you're a vegan activist right now and you're listening and you're like, "Man, I really want to help animals." Um why choose TikTok over Instagram?
1: The main reason is just because the amount of people you can reach and the how quickly you can get going on Instagram it's really capped out on the amount of people you can reach. Just because Instagram is such a big platform. It's owned by Facebook and Facebook just wants you to buy advertising. So it's really hard to get yourself going and out there on Instagram. I've been on Instagram for about three years now doing animal rights stuff and or two and a half years doing stuff daily on Instagram and I'm around 24 K followers. And then I've been doing TikTok since, a couple months just since january and i'm at 70k so on tiktok it just you can just get going so much more quicker and also the main thing is because you can just reach non-vegans on instagram it's an echo chamber instagram you want to get suggested people that have related content to you you're just getting suggested other vegans and other vegan activists
0: can i comment so on much- can I comment on yeah, that? Yeah, go for real quick? it, go for it. So with the echo chamber, I think you're so right. I was having a, a conversation with someone on Instagram recently, and I was talking about TikTok, and I was like, Yeah, I really like TikTok because I feel like when I share on Instagram, 90% plus of my people that I'm or the people that I'm talking to, um, or seeing it or commenting are are vegans. Uh, and then on TikTok, I noticed that maybe maybe it's it's the total opposite I think like 90% of my comments plus are from non-vegans oh yeah no 100% yeah (laughs) and really the only reason that other vegans are commenting is because they're replying to those non-vegans you know and so that I mean that still to me considers a non-vegan conversation it's just like an activist having a conversation at I don't know anonymous for the voiceless event you know and so basically what I noticed is that I was talking to this person. They're like, no, not for me. That doesn't happen to me. That's what they said. They're like, no, when I post on Instagram, you know, uh, I get mostly uh, non-vegans. And I was like, oh, cool. And, and I didn't really notice their, I, I didn't really pay attention to their content very much, but I read through the comments to go see. Maybe it's true. Maybe I'm wrong. They're like, oh, I just use a non-vegan hashtags, Like I use bacon and eggs and cheese. And, and that's, that's how it works. And I was like, okay, so let me go look at your comments. I looked through the comments and I was like, honestly, I saw maybe three out of like six posts, three or four comments from non-vegans out of hundreds of comments, you know? So that if you were to actually count, I mean, I challenge you, go on your most, go on your best video and count your Instagram comments and see how many comments you have and how many are from non-vegans and do the percentage real quick, like figure it out and then do a post on TikTok and see, see the vice versa we're able to con- communicate so much more effectively to non-vegans on TikTok and to a younger demographic than any other social platform right there. I mean, out there right now.
1: Yeah, totally. It's insane the amount of non-vegans you can reach on TikTok. I mean, most of my videos get more comments than likes and you can look at it. I mean, I guess you could some people might be bothered by that, but I like that. I don't want just a bunch of, oh, I love you, I love you, I love you. It's like, I, I, I'm out here, I'm an activist. I don't do this to be liked. You know, I, I, I do this to spread the message to those who need to see it. And vegans aren't the people who need to see it.
0: I agree 100%. I said the same thing. I mean, I get that sometimes too, where it's like more comments than likes. And I think that's a good thing. I'm like, that means we're engaging more. That means we're talking more. Like, you shouldn't like this. This is kind of like, why would you like this? What I posted is not a happy thing. You shouldn't like this, but let's talk about it, you know? So, yes, if it has more comments, then that means I did the right thing because that was my goal on that particular video. Totally. All right. Um, So next question is, how uh, do you handle online hate? You know, that's one of those things. There's no set
1: answer. It's It's a weird thing. It's because everybody likes to be a tough guy online. Everybody likes to, I mean, just in real life, you know, when I do activism events, nobody ever dares to get to the level that people get to on tiktok in the comment section because you're not going to be punished on tiktok just some eight-year-old kid can just type all caps and look like this big tough guy with this you know fake profile picture and then nothing's going to happen so for me what i do is i just i guess i just kind of just remember how this doesn't reflect people in actuality everybody's a tough guy on the internet And also just trying to keep into perspective what it is that I'm speaking up for, how if my hour is ruined, well, that's nothing compared to the entire life of these animals that are ruined. And my hour maybe being ruined is a minor annoyance compared to the torture and abuse of animals. And that's who we're speaking up for. So I think it's important to keep that into perspective too. And then also another thing is just, you got to feel bad for them. You got to feel bad for these people who just have so much negativity in their minds and just so much hatred for others.
0: Yeah. Imagine being like 12 years old, 10 years old, eight years old, and you're on this app and your page is, is filled with hate. And it's, it's hating on others, you know, they're making duets, a duet, if you don't know what a duet is like, making a side by side video with someone else. And they're making these and, and spewing hate and, and, and stuff onto others. And then they're commenting hate onto other people. Uh, and you're right, like, imagine the mindset of that individual. Like, imagine living in their mind. And having that yeah, mind of totally. like, I hate you and I hate you and I hate everyone and I hate everything that you do. And, and like, you have to feel bad and feel sorry because what's their, what's their upbringing like? What's their family life like? What's their parents like? Like, do they have two parents in the home? You know, is the one divorced? like they're probably going through some shit. And so you're right. You know, some of those, some of those trolls or some of those haters, you know, they're definitely going through some stuff and and sometimes asking questions and trying to listen sometimes if you have the time i know it's hard with thousands of comments uh, but sometimes you know every once in a while you get you probably get in that mode where like hey i'm gonna talk to this person or i mean share it on a reply the one thing i love about tiktok is you can make a reply video hey i'm gonna reply make a video just for your reply like right now like instantly it's just, I think that's the best feature, honestly. Like, that's probably the most I love feature, it Because yeah, it's I'm so, so fast and it's, it's so effective and it covers, hey, I noticed that like a thousand people said the same question. I'm just going to answer it for all of you. Totally. Even yeah, though I know, I they still, <laughs> you feel like, okay, this is going to shut them up. It just gets them going even more. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which is like the catch 22. You wanted to like shut them up and give them the answer. But then like you just kind of put more fuel onto the fire, which is yeah. also a good thing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. But so if anybody's worried about that, just don't even engage. I mean, and honestly, don't even spend too much time in the comments. I, I really spend very little time going through my comment section because it's just a lot of the time it's not just not productive. And I'll, yeah, do it to like make those reply videos and stuff. But don't over, you know, engage. You know, don't you don't, have, you don't have to respond to every single comment. That's going to mentally drain you. And then, yeah, exactly like what Kevin was saying when most of these people who are commenting, they're like, you know, 11 or 12 years old. When I was that age, I was out skateboarding every day and I was out like playing guitar and like, I didn't do any of that. I wasn't on social media leaving hate comments. Like, so that just totally goes to show, yeah, that's a reflection on them, on where they're at in their life. And just keep that in mind and just, you know, just have empathy for them. Just wish them the best in life.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Empathy is a, a very key key point. All right, so those are the quick questions. Um, awesome job. So, tell us a little bit about you.
1: Sure. So, my name is Hudson, and yeah, I'm 18. Uh, I work for the animal rights organization Anonymous to the Voiceless full time as the organization's video editor. Um, I also work on um, just just general things about the organization, and. Uh, I've been vegan for a couple of years, for about three years now, and then I'm also just into a lot of things. I'm into music, I'm into art, and um, I'm into fitness and like running. And then yeah, just also just into uh, social media and entrepreneurship type stuff. That's how I've, I'm into what we were talking about earlier, Gary V. Yeah, I guess it kind of sums me up.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. One thing I wanted to tell you when I first was introduced to you and like I first learned about you, it was actually through an Instagram video um, that you had made and it was uh, on Instagram TV and you had made a kind of like a, a funny video and it was a spoof on uh, people talking about why they're quitting veganism and it was with Cheesy Vegan and The Recovering Carnist, right? Um, at the time, those were their Instagram names. And I remember watching that and thinking that was so funny. It was super hilarious. And like your character, all the characters were funny. And I remember thinking like, this guy's great. And I was, at the time I was, I was just starting to branch out my podcast and I was just starting to be able to do video podcasts just like this. And I remember I was, I was, I was watching and I was like, Hey, I really want to talk to one of these guys. And I, and I reached out and I, and I reached out to um, cheesy vegan um, and I think uh, the Recovering Carnist, I actually did an interview with both those guys. I did a podcast uh, with those guys. And I remember Cheesy Vegan was talking about, we were talking about TikTok. And the, like this was over a year ago, right? In the very beginning of TikTok, we were talking about TikTok. And I said, hey, you should start a TikTok. And he started one, and I started one, and we started posting. He's like, he was posting on Instagram, you know, you guys should get on TikTok. And I think that right soon after that, that's when you like jumped on and you started on TikTok. But I don't think you went like really hard in the beginning, Um, but I think you had jumped on at that time. And that's, I remember I wanted to interview you and I want to talk about social media. And then I want to talk about um, how it influences people with uh, activism. And it's so funny that like, it's been over a year now that I wanted to do that interview with you. And now here we are uh, doing this interview. So that was kind of like the first time uh, that I was really introduced to you was that video. Can you tell me a little bit about what you remember in that video?
1: Yeah. Oh my God. That was so funny. Yeah. I think there was some recent, it was kind of similar times to this where right now John Venus came out as ex-vegan. I forget who it was, but somebody had come out as an ex-vegan and uh, then that was kind of the hot topic. So we decided to do this spoof where we were all saying, yeah, we're no longer vegan. Just for the most ridiculous Reasons. I don't even remember what I said. Just made up some random. I stuff think you
0: were talking about like my ancestors, though. Oh yeah, yeah, because like
1: cavemen, though.
0: Yeah, like yeah. I really <laughs> want to eat like caveman because you know they're my role models. Like they've they've been doing it right. Like we want to do everything just like them, something like that. Totally. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I remember saying how you know we look at all the
1: people who yeah. It's like yeah, we we always look to cavemen for our morality and all that stuff. Yeah. So I just said a bunch of random stuff. They did too. And yeah, we made the video and that went super viral. And that got a ton of, a ton of mixed reactions because a ton of people just on the internet just don't understand sarcasm. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but yeah, no, that, that was a super fun video. And I remember you reaching out to me after. And yeah, I'm so glad that we're now finally doing this. Um, finally doing this after such a long time. So yeah, it's great to finally be doing it.
0: Yeah, and we were so close to doing it because um, I mean, I'm in San Diego right now and you were living in Los Angeles. and like, that's only like an hour and a half, two hour drive. And we were going to go do it um, in person. And I'm like, dang, like we missed that opportunity because I mean, the world went crazy. (laughs) Coronavirus (laughs) shut down. Everything seemed to be like just going out of control. I mean, right now it's like Black Lives Matter protest everywhere. And it's just an interesting time that we live in. And so, yeah, so things went crazy. So tell us, you know, a little bit about the not crazy side, hopefully for some people. Um, why did you decide to go vegan? So for me, what it was is I grew up being vegetarian
1: and I never actually had a reason why I was doing it. It was just because my family was. So when someone's like, oh, like, I don't know, I guess it's just I just didn't like the taste of meat. You know, I was just kind of my family was vegetarian. Um, you know, it was a healthy diet, that sort of thing. Um, and then, but I was never an activist or anything. Didn't really think of the ethics. And then what it was is I was on YouTube just scrolling around and I came across the first video was a Joey Carbstrong video. So I watched that. And if you don't know Joey Carbstrong, he's one of those guys who just really gets the, you know, really gets you motivated, really gets you thinking. And from that, it's one of those things where you watch one YouTube video and you just keep getting recommended. So from there, so I recommended a ton of videos on veganism over the months. And for me, it was just, you know, maybe a process of like four months of just seeing more and more and more videos. And then one day you just hit that breaking point where I'm like, all right, today's the day, have to do it. And so it was three years ago, June 2017 was then just that day after I'm like, okay, I, now I fully know everything about the dairy and egg industries, everything about leather, honey, etc. And just no more excuses. And I just put my foot in the door. I was like, I don't know how long I'll be able to do this for. I don't know what's what's going to happen. I don't know if I'm going to starve in the next twenty four hours. But I got to do it for the animals. And then, sure enough, I didn't starve. I'm still here three years later, and never looked back.
0: Yeah, can you tell us about maybe some of the challenges that you went through in the beginning, or maybe some of the social challenges because you were in high school at the time. When you decided to go vegan, um, how might that be different for someone in high school with all those social, you know, the social <laughs> creations um, that high school has um, and the so- different social circles? Um, what's that like? Sure,
1: it was definitely rough at first. I was super quiet about it. I never told any of my friends. Never told anyone. I remember that once I, for like a gift or something, I got like a vegan T-shirt or something, and I and I wore it to school. But then I instantly, like when I got to school, like someone asked me and then I was just like put on like a jacket because I'm like, oh my God, this is, I don't want to be asked about this. And uh, yeah, it was definitely hard at first being in high school because I was the only vegan in my entire high school. And uh, the main thing is I just eventually, you know, you just, uh, what it really comes down to with this is just thinking about the animals. You know, just whatever little social discomfort you're going through is nothing compared to what the animals are going through. So I always had to remind myself with any challenge I ever faced. When it comes to the taste, convenience, the tradition, my friends and family, it has always came back to: I might be having this minor inconvenience, but the animals are having this major inconvenience of having their neck sliced open, and that really puts it into perspective. And that was really how I became guided on this journey, and just was able to keep a clear mind in
0: this. And then at some point. Um, I know that a lot of vegans um, will transition to a point where they're like, I feel like what I'm doing is good, but I feel like I need to do more. I need to be more active. I need to push out more. And also they might be influenced by someone else that's doing the same thing, right? If anyone, the way that I look at it is anyone that actually became a vegan is probably because of work from an activist, right? So for me, like the kind of final straw, well, the first and final straw really for me, um, was watching What the Health. I saw What the Health and I said, okay, I'm going to try it. And that's work from the activist. The, all of the creators of that, of that documentary are activists, right? They're still talking about it. They're still vocal. They, you know, making more documentaries, right? So for me, the reason why I went active is Joey Carbstrong. I watched right. a video. It might've been, I think, one of his Vegan Prophecy. Remember his Vegan prophecies? Yeah, series?
1: I remember those. Those are really good.
0: Yeah, I mean, he put a lot of work into those for sure. Uh, like if you know video editing and you watch those, you're like, man, a lot of work went into these videos. And so anyways, I think there was one where he was doing like a speech, um, to a group where he was teaching, he was doing like an activist workshop. And in the activist workshop, I mean, I I was like being in that workshop, watching that YouTube video. And within that workshop, um, he talked about the reasons why we should be active and all these different things. And after watching that video, I remember thinking like, man, I gotta be active. I need to get started. And so probably right up shortly after that, I started my YouTube. Then I started my podcast, you know, then I got to California where I could do, you know, some one-on-one activism. So then I pushed that further, you know, and then, um, that's kind of just how it happened for me. Yeah. So for you, what would be, what would be some of the things that you do, um, as far as your activism style and why did you get active?
1: I got active for similar reasons to you. I mean, the main reason was just because I couldn't stand being in this world that just felt so alone. I felt so hopeless. I just couldn't understand how there's so much violence towards animals and nobody speaking up. I'm like, man, I gotta, I gotta be the one. Like, no one else is doing it. I got, I I'll, when I talk to my friends, nobody's listening. When I talk to my family, nobody's listening. I just. I have to be that one to take that initiative and begin to make the world a better place. So that was, I just took some routes to you, just got on social media, got on YouTube. I started going to Anonymous to the Voice, this Cube of Truth outreach events, started going to some vigils. And uh, yeah, the main reason was just because, once again, just think about the animals and what they're going through and just being vegan wasn't enough because being vegan is just a non-action. You're not actually doing anything. You're not actually preventing animals from being killed, sort of like being a non-child abuser. You're personally not doing it, but you're not speaking up. It's sort of like being a non-sexist. It's like it's not actually doing anything good for the world. You have to be speaking up and actively trying to end oppression.
0: Yeah, 100%. So can you share... Um, some of your experiences, like on the streets, talking to people, going to vigils, like interacting with the animals.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. So, it's been such an incredible experience. Just doing so many different forms of activism. Definitely, if I try to think of the highlights, because I don't, I could go on for hours. But let me think. All right, I got one. My best, proudest thing is uh, there was back in. August, I had a conversation with a guy walking past the Cube of Truth and his name was Jacob and the conversation it was one of those ones where he accepted everything, but he just wasn't willing. He 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 was like, Yeah, I'm a hypocrite. Like and I straight up said, like, you're a hypocrite, you're paying for animal abuse and you say you're against animal cruelty, your actions are not aligned. And he's like, Oh, yeah, I know I'm I'm a hypocrite, but uh, I don't know, it's a bit too much, and I said, you know, you can be vegan. You can do this. What's stopping you? He's like, yeah, nothing's stopping me. I'm just kind of lazy. I don't know. And then we we just kind of walked off. I never really thought much about it. Up until in this year in January or in February, it was right before the lockdown, I went to my Cube of Truth in Santa Monica, California. And I see that this guy, Jacob, has showed up to the Cube of Truth. And this guy was somebody who was a full-on non-vegan and was not even very open to the message and then he showed up to the cube of truth a few months later and man of hope and he was wearing all black ready he even did outreach he, and he said yeah you know it's like uh i didn't do anything for three weeks but the conversation kept ringing and ringing in my mind and i just felt so guilty sticking back to the footage sticking back to the fact that i'm paying for something that goes against my morals and then just one day i decided to change and i've been vegan for four months and now i want to do activism so that was definitely, that's definitely been my highlight. Just seeing the good and humanity there and seeing how people, you never know who's going to change. And yes, that's that's definitely probably my, my proudest moment from someone who I outreach to the Cuba Truth and then months later they show up as an activist and now he's still an activist. He does activism all the time and yeah.
0: That's so cool. Yeah, it's, it's so interesting how, I mean, you've lived a really fascinating life so far for being so young and you've traveled a lot and you've, you've got to see a lot of cool places and get a lot of different experiences. And I love that one of your best highlights of your experiences, you know, is, is sitting down, you know, in, in, you know, influencing someone, uh, to be more compassionate and also influencing them to help others to do the same thing. And that that's the highlight, you know, I think that's so cool. You know, you could be like, yeah, I went to, you know, Australia, you know, (laughs) I went over here, you know, I did this and, and, uh, and so I think that's really cool.
1: Thanks, yeah. thanks, Kevin. I appreciate that.
0: Yeah, so maybe um, as we kind of wrap this up, is there anything that you really want to share with the listeners or the audience that maybe we didn't talk about?
1: Sure. Yeah, My, is there anything I had to share if you're listening to this right now and you're not on TikTok? TikTok is the place to be. I know we've talked about this so much, but I just I, I didn't get on it until it was just drilling me like crazy from Gary V. So if you're listening to this and you're still like, yeah. Like I don't know, it's probably these guys are just, you know, overhyping it. They're just whatever. Like you know, they they got lucky with like Kevin got a viral video, you know, Hudson got a viral video, but it's not for me. It it is for you. This is by far your best shot at doing it, and you just got to be consistent. And I guess something else I just want to say is if you're listening to this, and you're vegan and you're Wondering about speaking up for animals if you're wondering about all of this or even if you're not vegan I guess my bottom piece of advice is Just for wherever you're at right now in Your life when it comes to animal rights Put yourself in the animal's position And so if you're not vegan Place yourself in the animal's position How would you feel if you were being needlessly abused and exploited For a sandwich what would you want people like yourself to do and likewise, you know, and likewise, if you're vegan, but you're not active, if you were being needlessly abused and exploited for a sandwich, what would you want people who are vegan and who know the truth? What would you want them to do? Would you want them to stay silent? Would do you want them to speak up? And then just, that's been how I've kind of been living my life when it comes to this, just always placing myself in the victim's position and going from there. So I guess that kind of sums up everything that I'm all about.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Perspective is key. Uh, people that that know how to leverage and use perspective in their favor, it can be a very powerful, powerful thing. It's very easy to to point at me. I feel this way. I feel bad. I feel this, you know, I'm going through this. It's very easy to point at yourself, but it's not easy to look to others to see, you know, like and make a comparison and say, you know what? That's a little bit worse over there. I should probably shut up, (laughs) you know, and that takes a lot of like a lot of empathy as well but it also takes a lot of um, brain power and, and willpower to make that decision you know. for some people, right? But I do wanna jump back to TikTok really quick. And I want people, you talk about TikTok and some people think dancing videos or some people think I'm gonna do some singing or lip-syncing and, and yes, there is that for sure. Those things are there, right? But TikTok is anything that you want it to be. TikTok is literally a video editor. It's a video editor and you can use that video editor to make whatever you want. You could, if you like drumming or music, you can make music, right? If you like singing, you can make singing. If you like dancing, you could do dancing. If you like to make food, you can make food. If you like to color, you can color everything you like. You could just share and it's just a video editor. So you don't know how to do any video editing or you've never done video editing. You can learn on TikTok. If you're a great video editor, Right, then you could do really good on TikTok because you already know how to video edit. It. So, either way, I think that's a good way to go. But I think other people are really not, they don't care about creativity or whatever. They might be care, they care about the numbers. Tell me about the numbers. So, I want you to share some of your numbers um, on TikTok for a minute uh, for those numbers people. The numbers are crazy. So, my, I've been doing YouTube for
1: two and a half years now, maybe three years. And Making videos on a pretty much weekly basis, and my entire channel has 70,000 views. And then on TikTok, I've been doing that for six months, and I don't even know how many my entire thing has, but every month I get at least 10 million views. It's insane the amount of views that you can get on TikTok. And it's just the most random stuff, like you never know what's going to be the next viral piece of content. Sometimes I'll put a ton of work and edit on my computer and do all this fancy stuff with my camera. And then it only gets maybe like 20,000 views. And then sometimes I'll just pull up my phone, make a quick five second video, not even edit it at all, just straight from my camera roll. And then that gets 200,000 views. So the numbers are just insane. I can't even stress how crazy the numbers are right now. It's just, and this isn't going to last forever. I'm already starting to see that my numbers are decreasing. Cause I remember I used to get over 500,000 views really frequently sometimes even a million views and i haven't gotten that in months now so it's decreasing now it's like a good video is like it used to be a good video if it, i would consider it good if it got above 500,000 views now it's good if it gets above 90,000 views so there's a lot more competition because more and more people are getting on it but it's still such in the early days and still such a great place to be right now when it comes to the engagement
0: yeah absolutely and and i think that some people are scared of of doing uh, activism like you or doing activism like me or doing activism like joey or earthling ed and that's okay there's this guy i know maybe you've seen him on on tiktok his his profile is called silent activism and yeah all, and he yeah, just post, he just posts videos um, from other places and really good videos and, you know, has some words on it and that's it. He doesn't have his face. He doesn't show his face. He didn't show his face for a hundred days. He did like this thing where he did like, I'm not, I'm going to do my face reveal after a hundred days. Or did he do a face days. reveal? Yeah, he did. Oh, no way. I got to check that out. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I had seen, cause I had interacted with him on Instagram as well. Um, oh, okay, so like, cool. he's like, here's my personal page. If you want to, you know, see what I do or what I look yeah, like. Right on. Um, but for a lot of people, yeah, it was their first time. So it's kind of a fun little way. And that, that idea grew him so many followers. He has way more followers than he does on Instagram because of that tactic. So he, he was Mm. kind of smart and did a little strategy, but there's so many different things that you could do. And like, I even see you, you have guitar videos where you're playing your guitar, right? I see other people playing the drums or people posting their animals, like dogs or cats and, you know, doing funny things and funny sounds and stuff like that
1: yeah yeah no there's so many different ways to do mm-hmm. it i mean i think the bottom line is just have fun you know don't overthink it just do what comes naturally to you and find out how you can incorporate that into speaking up for animals because yeah there's so many different things i mean some people do like doing dance videos of veganism you know some people like you know me and you we more to sort of just talk to the camera because we're more comfortable with public speaking But yeah, there's so many different ways you can do it. And if you just get on TikTok and just start scrolling through the For You page, you'll see how everybody has their own style. It's not like, there's not one thing. I feel like with other platforms, kind of YouTube, it's kind of like, okay, well, on YouTube, you sit down in front of the camera, you talk to the camera, you know, it's kind of your set thing of what you do. But on TikTok, it's just like, do whatever you want.
0: Yeah. And like Instagram is like post pictures. They like pictures, you know, like like post a lot more pictures and like Facebook has its own thing and LinkedIn has its own thing, you know, but like TikTok is just like a melting pot of, of craziness and random yeah. stuff. And I do tell people to have fun. Like sometimes I see activists going on and they'll, they'll call me like, Hey, it's not growing. Hey, it's not doing this. And then they're maybe too number focused, you know, too driven on the, on the numbers and trying to accomplish that. And it's like, no, just sit back, you know, relax, you know, have some fun, you know, do some things that you enjoy, you know, do some things that make you laugh and then, and then go from there. Totally. Yeah. All right. So where can people find you? If people are really interested in following your story and they want to uh, connect with you, where can they find you?
1: Sure. So you can find me on pretty much all platforms at Hudson Tarlow. So Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, just, yeah, to search up my name and you'll be able to find me.
0: Yeah, absolutely. All right. So it was great having you. Um, I can't wait for everyone to get a chance to see this. Uh, so take care and, uh, have a great rest of your day.
1: Yeah. Thanks so much, Kevin. It was a pleasure to be on the show.
0: Yeah. All right. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you guys for listening to the podcast. Please, please, please make sure that you guys share this with anyone that you think will find this interesting and also make sure that you guys subscribe because I can see a lot of you guys are listening, but you aren't subscribed. So please subscribe and also don't forget to go to my website where you can leave comments and see more content at veganluna.com.